Hi everybody, good afternoon. Well, it might not be afternoon when you're listening to this, but anyway, it's afternoon here in Molise and the sun is setting as it's nearly four o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought I'd just give you my latest podcast today to keep you up to scratch with what I'm doing. Now, as I've said before, uh, this is a bit of a a random selection of podcasts, but they are all about Molise. Well, today I'm going to talk about how I came to be here and the name of my house and the significance of that. Where I actually live is just outside the village of Rochito, which is, as my um, partner's son called it, is lucky to. So L-U-C-I-T-O, as he read it when he first saw it phonetically, Lucito, or as he said, I guess, which is such a cute little name, Lucky Too. Now, this is a place, uh, a village that's got it quite um, a lot of history, but today I'm not going to talk about Lucito as such, but just how I ended up really being here. I came to look round some places back here in 2015 and randomly drove around the area, having only really discovered it as a sort of offshoot of starting to look at houses in Reggio Emilia and um, Abruzzo. And so I kind of dropped on Molise with the help of the estate agents. Now. I have to say that I did have very particular criteria and I still laugh now when I think about them trying to find something which fitted those criteria. The English travel agents have, or British and American indeed, have a saying about being location, location, location. And I think that's something which always meant something, meant a great deal to me when I was looking for my house here in Lucito. By the way, I do apologise if you can hear the the sounds of wood being chopped today because my uh, friend here, partner here, is chopping up some wood and you might hear chainsaw in the background, so my apologies. But anyway, as I was saying, lucky to Lucito. The estate agency, which is Immobiliari Caserio, is based in um, Vasto, Vasto Marina, and they were very, very, they were very helpful. Although, again, I don't really think they took to heart initially really what I had in mind. Um, I went, I was, I went round, I went round to, I spent a lot of time on Right Move, and then I, when I came out here, I went round looking at a lot of properties, many of which tick some of the boxes but not all and certainly not to drag you in now to the whole combination of the of the of the travels around the traveling around but suffice it to say that when when i spotted when my partner and i spotted this little house here we knew it was the right one right from the minute we drove up to the drove up the track or parked at the bottom of the track and looked up the hill so let me try and paint a picture of this for you we are based on the road between two villages, so driving out of Lucito and then following the road up to Chivito Campo Morano, a town I will go into, a village I will go into again in greater detail because it's ex- extraordinary. Driving through the village of Lucito then um, towards Camp Chivito Campo Morano, then branching off on a road that goes to Lupara and passing through another village called Castelbottaccio, which is in fact nearer to me than than Lucito. Now, we stopped at the bottom of the track and looked up the hill, and just in that moment, oh, I don't know, something felt right, and that's when 
as we walked up and I saw the little ramshackle house that my daughter describes as a shed uh, or a group of sheds on the right just we walked up the track still it felt right we walked up to the top of the hill or way up the hill uh, with the estate agent there's a picnic area at the top of the hill sadly very neglected it was put there some years ago and we had a little look around the houses there is I have got a little house um, and then a lot of outbuildings and there's another very old neglected house down on the on the end of the on the edge of the road as well now i don't know still something clicked although there was really nothing to say why they drove away or we drove away with them and decided immediately to come back and when we came back we walked up the hill and we stood right to the top of the hill which is now even four years later four and a half years later one of my favorite places to be and this is where i can look out across across Molise and I know that's why I fell in love with my little place on the hill my little house on the hill now it's not become it's become more than little house on the hill in fact as a very good friend of mine uh, called it it's called Albraccio di Trattura which means an arm around the Trattura or a hug on the Trattura and the Trattura then the trattura or the trattori are routes which cross, which um, traverse Molise and Puglia and Abruzzo, and are routes which used to be taken um, with a biannual transumanza, which was a transportation of animals from from um, low to high regions and high to low regions, depending on the time of year for grazing, uh, similar to the drovers' routes that they have in Australia and, and America and the UK, although the purpose of those was merely to take animals to market, whereas this was main, transumanza is mainly for the purpose of grazing. But then again, I'll go into the transumanza again on an, in another podcast but today we're talking about my love of Molise and how I came to buy my little house in Lucito so then again looking around at my ramshackle buildings um, uh, there is still just something we have we have five hectares of land so a lot of land which includes a small vineyard a, a, a few olive trees last year we got 20 litres from those which sounds on a drop in the ocean but it, it was quite a lot and um, this year though sadly much less we've got khaki trees which is that peculiar fruit which if you eat it the wrong time of year I don't know if you've ever tried it, it looks like a large orange tomato and it leaves a bit of a funny taste in your mouth we've also got pears and figs and almonds and apples on the edge of our land as well as walnuts and we've grown a little few vegetables as well now Uh, a couple of big pine trees that we've just chopped the top off because they look like they're in danger of falling on the house so again what was I saying I'm sorry I digress let me tell you again so here we are now in El Braccio di Trattura which is we are literally sitting on the Trattura which 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 goes from Celano to Foggia and we follow I followed that route to find out exactly where it is. It does literally drop down below our house and you can if you nestle around in the undergrowth you can actually find one of the original stones there. So there's such a history that goes along with that. 
Above us, on on the little branch, the trattorello, the little branch off the trattura, is a picnic area which was which was constructed by some with some money from the European Union about twelve or so years ago, um, when there was some money put into revitalising the trattori. Sadly, it's that's been now neglected, and much to my my dismay, is now in in ruin. And that included even a shed. Uh, like a, a store where you could tie up your animals and some barbecue places. I'm hoping that one day it'll be restored. Anyway, so we sit on this little tiny piece of the trattoria. Off to our, looking down from the house, off to our left is a little village of Casabotaccio, a very tidy, neat little village with very attractive houses. Um, and and um, there I've got some very good friends. And then, and there's also a a great pizzeria, pizzeria and restaurant there called called La Ginestra, Ginestra, which is broom actually, the plant broom that grows in this area. And then down the hill is Lucito, and Lucito, we do come under the Comune, under the arm of Lucito. There in Lucito, they've been really good to me. They've they've given me a lot of support when I first moved here, and can still continue to do so. I have to say now, as we are outside the village, I don't actually spend a lot of time in the village. I either spend my time wandering up above the area around my house visiting friends or exploring the region of Molise but we have so much here literally as I said the the little bit I fell in love with is standing at the top of my hill it's it's the La Bella Vista the beautiful view and I think I've got one of the best ones of all because standing up there you can look across to your right and you can see the mountains the Matese mountains and looking to your left on a very clear day I have to say unfortunately it's not always quite that clear sometimes in what they what they call the Foschia which is like almost a not a fog but you know that mistiness you get over the land or over the sea when it's warm so sometimes it, there's that so it, it spoils a view but there is actually in the distance and now with the as we're in autumn now with the leaves dropping from the from the trees the view is becoming clearer and you can see the Adriatic coast so I have a view of the mountains and the sea what more could you want so this is this is why I fell in love with the house exactly where it is. So it was location, location, location. Uh, the in itself that means that it's made it difficult to access at times. The track we have up to the house is is often in a in a very poor state because it is just a rubble track which when when tractors have, have trundled up there to the pieces of pieces of land that surround us, surround us um and down again and and it's and we've had a lot of rain or even snow as we had a couple of years ago a huge amount of snow couldn't get the car up to the house then but had to trudge up and down the road it was it's it's still it's still location 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 so so it's that that, that really kept me to being here we can be very cozy i can be very cozy in my little house i've got a little wood burning stove a small kitchen a bathroom which is which is best being done up and an outbuildings which have become my art studio and, and and various workshops so i really have everything i need here and the bit we we are surrounded by some wild animals, or nothing too wild. Then, 
we there's not really not much sign of any walls around here although there are some on the other side of the valley i think we get a lot of wild boar a lot of wild boar and you can often see the evidence of those where they've dug right giant craters around the trees digging up their acorns and and even truffles i expect they know where to find them um and there are a lot of those a couple of years ago um, i was driving back very late from from Campo Basso, the town nearest town to here, and uh, I had an encounter with some boar. I thought they'd all crossed the road in front of me, and I set off back up the on continue up the road when Daddy came across the road and crashed into my car. Fortunately, Daddy carried on his way, um, unlike uh, something that happened to a friend of mine back in the north of Italy when the boar decided to batter his car completely, and all he could do was sit inside where while it took its revenge on his car and wait to be rescued or wait till the board lost interest in him fortunately for me that didn't happen the board just took one knock and he was a very big boar, so I think my car certainly came off worse than him. And he then continued on his way, and I continued on mine. Fortunately, I did get home, although I did have a very dented bumper. So so the, there was a lot to show for it. And a lot of my, my neighbours, my friends in the village, wanted to know what had happened. And I had a bit of explaining to do. So you do have encounters with the boar. There are a lot here. Apparently these are Hungarian boar now and not the original boar from this from this area. Um, unfortunately too, or unfortunately maybe depends on your views, but there are a lot now so the hunters are out often trying to trying to get them. And you can get a lot of boar sausage and salami if you're into that kind of thing. Back again to the other. So uh, apart from the boar, we, have, we also have... Um, a few other animals there's a lot of foxes around too um, although they don't bother us of course unless you've got chickens and things we did try and keep some chickens but weren't very successful but I have to say I'm not really a farmer although I've got all this land I do let a friend of mine and a friend from the village from from Casabotacho now farm some of my land and he's he's actually put some grano or, or some some wheat in now for next year so we'll have a crop there next year much of some of the land we're trying to preserve to be our own little mini nature reserve and we keep a, keep a large area on the top of the track going up to my favourite place on the hill which is on the edge of the one of the areas of oak woodland we keep in as like a wild meadow where we encourage all the flowers and um, wild plants to grow which again there are a lot of orchids and a huge amount of different flowers which covers the nature again in one and another podcast so much so to see walking up there it depends on what time of year it is walking up there now the leaves are falling from the trees as we're surrounded by a lot of oak trees and they're all turning they're all turning very golden and falling from the trees now so walking up the track is like walking on a brown and golden carpet and then there are there are in the in the summer, in the spring, and even up to fairly well, very very late summer. There's a, just a mass of butterflies, tiny blue butterflies, which, which literally fly up in clouds as you walk past them. That's just going up the track there. At the top, we've put a couple of stones so we can sit there and look out across our land. Just below us there, we've got a small area of, of a small area of woodland, which is part of our land too, part of my land too. And that's a that's a little area, a little woodland that we 
we've come to call our our secret woodland it's our fairy woodland and i'm sure as there are some some little areas in there there definitely are a few a few fairies living in there i'm pretty sure there are there are some fairies here in in molise um in abruzzo region called mazzamorelli but they're a little cattivo little, little naughty cattivi so i'm not sure whether they're in my woodland or not as i've not really had anything naughty happen but there's definitely some evidence there if you love fairies like me and my hope is to build up that into a little bit more of a fairy woodland too if you as you then cut down from the woodland you cut down along along the edge of the land can walk through what is still the vineyard where we had a couple of years ago a lot of grapes but again as not farmers we haven't actually gone too much into 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 building that into anything more than just encouraging it to grow as it has done because my love here and my my determination here is not so much to do anything with the land but really just to preserve it as it is and just keep it as a little bit of an oasis and our own hug on the trattoor our own own embracing what's here because that's what makes Molise so unique to me and although I want to encourage people to come I want to tell you about Molise and I'd love to and I'm really happy to share Molise with you one of the most beautiful things about Molise is is so much so many of the things that we are able to 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 keep so things that although we don't want it to disappear there's a lot of things we want to keep sadly even in the few years that I've been here I'm seeing a decline now things are changing everybody now would have been collecting their olives picking up their picking their olives and that would have been a family exercise now unfortunately that's not happening where it used to be parents grandparents and grandchildren all gathering their olives um putting their green nets underneath the trees and shaking the trees whether it was shaking the trees with the machines that they have that do it or just literally standing on the on on ladders and shaking them to, to gather up their olives to make their own olive oil that's something that's not happening as much now a lot of people are actually paying people to come in and to collect their collect their olives to make their olive oil because unfortunately the population in the villages like Casabotaccio and and Lucito is is declining it's declining rapidly because what is there to do as beautiful as Molise is there isn't much in the way of work here and people are going away from Molise so we have a hope for tourism and one of those branches of tourism which is dear to my heart would be writing and, and art so as I'm doing that uh, there's always the opportunity perhaps for you to come in the future um, and discover more about that certainly in my, my podcast my blogs and my books more about what Malise can offer it certainly offers a lot to tourists anybody who likes a walk on the wild side Malise is here for you and again back to my abraccio del trattura my hugo del trattura and this is my little piece of, of, of Molise that I'm really happy to share with you. So do join me again next time. Uh, I hope to speak to you again another afternoon or evening. Whatever time you're listening to my podcast, enjoy Molise with me.